Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the commander cards for, that are in Crimson Vow. I'm joined again by James. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Uh, today, we're just going to talk about the rares and mythics in the commander set. Uh, if we notice any uh, you know, valuable reprints along the way, we'll let you know. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it and start with the white cards that are in the two commander decks. I believe the commander decks are blue white spirits and black red vampires. Awesome. Very um fitting with the theme we got going on here. Alright, so the first card is Drog Skull Reinforcements. It's three and a white for a two-two spirit soldier with melee, which is whenever this creature attacks, gets plus one one, don't have turn for each opponent you attack this combat. So if you attack all three opponents in commander, it will get plus three plus three. Uh, other spirits you control have melee and prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to spirits you control. Uh, obviously, great for a spirit deck. <laughs> yeah, this is obviously in the spirit deck. Yep. Um, the uh, non-combat damage is uh, fantastic, obviously, so they're harder to deal with. Um, melee is very interesting. Um, it definitely encourages you to attack more than one person, uh, which is a thing in commander for sure. Um, and an easy way to buff your stuff. Uh, next up we have haunted library. It is one in a white for an enchantment that has whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you may pay one. If you do create a one, one white spirit creature token with flying. So this is good in any token deck. Yep. Whenever sure. any creature dies, you're just going to pay one make spirit. Especially if you get that um, that uh, that that card that I have that turns them into four four angels with flying instead. Oh yeah, <laughs> that seems real. That's a good combo. Uh, next, we got priest of the bliss of priest of the blessed graph. Boy, that's a tongue twister for me. It has uh, two and a white for a one two human cleric. At the beginning of your end step, create X one one white spirit creature tokens with flying where X is the number of opponents who have more lands than you. Oh, interesting land tax uh, uh, take here. Yeah, so if you're behind in lands, you're going to get a bunch of spirits. Yeah, uh, good trade-off, I guess, in a, a token deck especially. Uh, next up, we have Rhoda, Geist Avenger. Uh, it is three and a white for a 3-3 three, three legendary human soldier creature uh, that has partner with Timon youthful geist so when this is uh when this creature enters the battlefield target player may put Timon into their hand from their library uh then shuffle um so fetch for a creature uh it has vigilance whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped if it isn't being declared as an attacker put a plus one plus one counter on a rota geist avenger yeah, so these are, this is a partner, one of the partners that pairs with whatever. So if you wanted to play them as commanders, you could play them both. And I, we'll get to the other one, but I believe the other one taps down creatures to trigger this effect. Right, so that's a nice combo. Um, next is Storm of Souls, which I believe is a reprint. Uh, four white-white sorcery, return all creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Each of them is a 1-1 one, one spear with flying in addition to the other types, and then exile this. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. Um, it's a little expensive, but not bad. 
Um, next up, we have Sudden Salvation, uh, which has two white white for an instant that has choose up to three target permanent cards in graveyards that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Return them to the battlefield tapped under their owner's control. You draw a card for each opponent who controls one or more of those permanents. This is interesting. So if you use it on your own creature cards or your own permanents that get blown up, you don't get any cards. If you use it to save your opponent's stuff, you get to draw cards. Uh, this is, you know, this works in like a group hug or something like that. Yeah, it could also be like, say they blow up someone's, um, like acidic slime or reclamation sage. You could, you know, bring that back and then they get to blow up something else, assuming you don't have something that's going to die to that. And then draw right, a card. yeah. Or, say, if you're playing, you know, some kind of partner game, uh, you know, yeah. so then you can, like, help your ally, basically. Yeah, especially if you're playing two-headed giant or something, this would be good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next, we got Breathkeeper Seraph, four white-white for a 4-4 four, four creature angel with flying, and Soul Bond is back. Uh, so Ooh, you may pair yes. this creature with another unpaired creature when it enters the battlefield. Uh, they remain paired for as long as you control both of them. So as long as it is paired with another creature, this and the paired creature have, when this creature dies, you may return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. Nice. Uh, that That's that's pretty sick. Um, if you want something not to die, that you know that's like an important piece of your deck. Yeah, this could be good in your flicker deck too, like your ETB deck. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you'd pair it, and then they die, and they both come back, and you get the ETB again. Yep. Yeah. Do this with like. Uh, and then you could pair it with something else if you wanted. One thing. of one of many things. <laughs> There's so many targets in that deck. Um, yeah, uh, six again, a little high, but not bad. And four four for flying, obviously, is nice. Uh, next up, we have Wedding Ring, which is two white white for an artifact that's white. Um, well, I mean, I guess are, are, are artifacts technically colorless always? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. This one, I think, is technically. Is it? Would white. it be a white artifact? I can't remember. It might be. Works. I don't remember. I think it's still colorless. Okay. Um, I'll just we can edit that part out. Um, yeah. Next up, we have Wedding Ring, which is two white-white for an artifact that has when Wedding Ring enters the battlefield, if it was cast, target opponent creates a token that's a copy of it. Whenever an opponent who controls an artifact named Wedding Ring draws a card during their turn, you draw a card. Whenever an opponent who controls an artifact named Wedding Ring gains life during their turn, you gain that much life. Yeah, so this is uh, you're marrying the person that uh, is annoying you. So uh, someone's <laughs> gonna someone plays a uh, you know what's what's the Sphinx where you draw two cards every time someone draws, and then you marry them, and then every time they draw, you're gonna draw two as well. Um, and then if someone has a life game deck, you're gonna marry them, and whenever they gain life, you're gonna gain life. Yeah, that's a nice counter for uh, that that person who has that deck that you hate. Well, you can get some value out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good for white card draws. It's very good in mono white. I feel um, oh, for sure. it's it's only good though until you get to the end of the game where it's you and the player that's left, and then it's like whatever. Yeah, 
<laughs> it, it definitely has diminishing returns, but an interesting card for sure. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think it's going to be fun in Commander. Oh, for sure. Uh, next, we got Angel of Flight of Blaster, which is four and a white for a 4-4 Angel. With flying, at the beginning of your upkeep, return a spirit card from your graveyard to your hand. So, again, um, some nice uh, spirit uh, synergy here. And 5 for a 4 for Flyers, not bad. Uh, oh, that's that's each upkeep, too. Oh, that's nice. No, so, yeah, your upkeep, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's every every one of your turns. Yeah, so you just keep getting creatures in your hand. Yeah, it's kind of like so. a worse Ray of Dawnbringer. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't cost like seven or eight or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, not bad, definitely a nice, uh, nice engine. Um, next up, we have Belevolent Offering. It is three and a white for an instant that has choose an opponent. You and that tar- uh, you and that player each create three one-one white spirit creature tokens with flying. Choose an opponent. Uh, so then, choose an opponent. You gain two life for each creature you control, and that player gains two life for each creature they control. So this does not seem that great. Like best case scenario, you're going to choose an opponent with like no creatures out. Give them three one ones. You get three one ones. Then you're going to choose another opponent that doesn't have very many creatures. They're going to gain, you know, a couple life, and you're going to gain a bunch of life. Yeah. I so, mean, I mean, it still benefits you, but for four mana, I like there's better cards. There's definitely better cards, yes. Uh, I mean, again, this is this is fine for, like, two and a giant or something like that. You can, uh, if you want to have an ally that you want to help. Well, it's an that opponent. Works. So in two and a giant, oh, no, no, no. Choose it. Yeah, choose an opponent. Never mind. Yeah, my bad. So, now, yeah. Yeah, there's, not, there's better stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest unless you're playing group hug or something. Yeah, if you're playing group hug, sure. Or you're really going to benefit from those spirits, like you have all your spirits become 4-4s four or something, or you're right. really going to benefit from the life game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we got Boreas Charger, which is 2 and a white for a 2-1 flying Pegasus. Uh, when Boreas... Charger leaves the battlefield. Choose an opponent who controls more lands than you. Search your library for a number of planes, planes cards equal to the difference. Reveal those cards. Put one of them out of the battlefield tap and the rest in your hand. Then shovel. That is really nice. <laughs> yeah, except for it's a dies trigger, which is kind of well it leaves the battlefield trigger. So it leaves the battlefield. It. Yeah, you could flicker it and keep getting it. Yeah, that that good in your flicker deck. <laughs> this, this, this is good with uh, cloud shift or something like that. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, very, very, and it's also nice that it says planes cards, so you could choose like the dual. You can choose whatever you want as long as yeah. it's a planes card. So lots of duels, lots of other things that count toward planes, like uh, uh, mist veil, for example. Uh, next up, we have Bygone Bishop. This is definitely a reprint. Uh, that is two white for a 2-3 uh, spirit cleric creature with flying. Whenever you cast a creature spell with mana value three or less, investigate. Uh, and then investigate is create a colorless clue artifact from... Uh, sorry. Create a colorless clue artifact token with pay two, sacrifice this artifact, draw a card. Yep, it's an RA card. It's good in a spirit deck. Yep, um, definitely. Then we have another reprint, the Custody Soulbinders, three and a white 
for a zero zero, but it enters X counters or X number other creatures in the battlefield, and you can remove counters from it to make spirits. So that if you need one of those, I think it was like a you know, it, I thought it was a cheap card before this. So the fact that it's being reprinted, it's even cheaper. So if you need it, yeah, it's it real cheap now. <laughs> um. Next, we have Fell the Mighty. It is four and a white for a sorcery that has that says destroy all creatures with power greater than target creature's power. I'm pretty sure I think that's a reprint, too. Yeah, it might be, but either way, it's there's better board wipes than that. Just like that's a card I'd probably take out of the pre con. Oh, for sure. Put in day judgment, it's better. Uh, next, we got Hollowed Spirit Keeper. With one white white for a three two avatar with vigilance, and when it dies, create X one one white spirit creature tokens of flying, where X number of creature cards in your graveyard. Very good for a spirit deck. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that yeah, you just flood the board. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Hanged Executioner. That is two white for a one one spirit creature with flying. When Hanged Executioner enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white spirit creature with, uh, token with flying. Uh, and then it also has pay 3 and a white. Exile Hanged Executioner, exile target creature. So, yeah, it's a way to get rid of something, I guess. Yep, another reprint. Yep. Um, we got a reprint to Karmic Guide next. Just three white white for a 2-2 angel spirit with flying and pro black and echo. And when it enters the battlefield, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then the echo cost is if you don't pay it on your next upkeep, you sacrifice it. Yeah. So that's good if you just want to do the ability. Um, next we have uh, Kurtar's Wrath. It is four white white for a sorcery that says destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. Uh, oh god, here's one I haven't seen in a while. It has Threshold. Uh, so for those of you who didn't play back in like 7th edition, that means you have to have at least 7 cards in your graveyard. Uh, uh, instead, destroy all creatures, then create two one one white spirit creature tokens with flying creatures. Try this way; can't be regenerated. So, same thing. Just you so this is a, a a sweet card that was probably a really old back in the day that people forgot about, and they're like, "This works in the spirit deck. We're putting it in there." Yeah, reprinting it. Yeah, they can't be regenerated. Is nice. I mean, it is kind of expensive for a board wipe, but. Not being able to, for them to not be able to respond to it basically is, or at least less able to respond to. Um, then we got a reprint of Knight of the White Orchid, which is white, white for a 2 2 knight with first strike. And when it enters, if an opponent has more lands than you, you search for a planes and put it on the battlefield. Yeah, nice mana grab, especially in white. Love that. Uh, next up, we have a reprint of Mentor of the Meek, which is two white for a 2-2 human soldier creature that says, whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card, obviously a fantastic card, and like a, uh, you know, like a weenie deck, basically. Uh, yeah, and then next we have the win con for every token deck is reprinted Literally. Here. Uh, Mirror Entity, two and a white for a 1-1 one, one changeling with pay X until end of turn. Creatures you control of base power toughness XX and gain all creature types. Yep, this is a win con for many decks. Uh, fantastic card. Uh, next up we have uh, Oyabi, or yeah, Oyobi. 
who split the heavens. Uh, it is 6-1 for a 3-6 legendary spirit creature with flying. Whenever you cast a spirit or arcane spell, create a 3-3 white spirit creature token with flying. I think this is from like Kamigawa originally. Yeah, one of the Kamigawa sets. Uh, six and a white. It's not 6-1. Uh, that's not how tall it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but so six and a white. Uh, this costs a lot, but if you have a way to yeah. shoot this in play, you're going to get a bunch of three threes. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Promise of Boon Ray is next. Two and a white for whenever a creature control dies. Uh, sacrifice it and create four 1-1 one, one spirits. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty nice. Pretty cheap, too. Only three to do that. Yep. That's every creature you have. So basically you just, you have so much value. <laughs> um, next up we have Remorseful Cleric. It is one white for a 2-1 Spirit Cleric creature with flying. Sacrifice Remorseful Cleric. Exile all cards from target player's graveyard. Uh, this is good against black. <laughs> yeah, so graveyard hate, probably two mana. It's pretty good. Especially with the recursion effects in your spirit deck here. Um, notable uncommon here is Swords is reprinted again with sweet new art. That is really cool looking. Yeah. Which exiles a creature and for the control one. of the life to get power <laughs> for one white. Uh, then we have Twilight Drover, which is two and a white for a 1-1 one, one spirit. Whenever a creature token leaves the battlefield, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Twilight Drover. And then pay two and a white, remove a 1-1 one, one counter from it, create two 1-1 one, one white spirit creature tokens with flying. Nice. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, so it grows, and then you can move them around. Yeah, it grows, turn them back into spirits. They die, it grows back. Yeah, that's that's nice. Uh, I believe this is another win. Uh, rep- uh, I can't talk. I believe this is another reprint, uh, Windborn Muse. Uh, it is two, uh, three and a white for a 2-3 uh, spirit creature with flying. Creatures can't attack you unless their controller pays two for each creature they control that's attacking you. Yep, so you can stop everyone from attacking you unless they pay data. Yeah, that's pretty nice. All right, now we're going to move on to the blue cards in the commander set. Uh, so the first one we got is Donald Herald of Wings, which is two blue blue for a 3-3 legendary human wizard. That has whenever you cast a non-legendary creature spell with flying, you may copy it, except the copy is a 1-1 spirit in addition. Do this once each turn. Uh, yeah, that seems... You're probably not going to be casting many legendary creatures, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, you would probably want something with a sweet ETB because you're getting a 1-1 copy yeah. of it, but still cool. Or maybe some kind of static effect. That would probably yeah. be good, too. Uh, next up, we have Breath of the Sleepless. <clears throat> it is three blue for an enchantment that has when you cast spirit spells as... Or, sorry. You may cast spirit spells as though they had flash. Whenever you cast a creature spell during an opponent's turn, tap up to one target creature. Yep, so it's like Videlkin Ori, but better for spirits. Um, and then three next card is Ethereal Investigator, three and a blue for a two three spirit with flying. When enters the battlefield, you investigate equal number of opponents you have, and then you draw whenever you draw your second card each turn, you create a one one spirit with flying. 
So that's Keep nice. It. You can get some clues, and then uh, you get some creatures. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, oops. Uh, get out of here. Uh, next up, we have Haunting Imitation. It is two blue for a sorcery that says, Each player reveals the top card of their library. For each creature card revealed this way, create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's a 1-1. It's a spirit in addition to its other types, and it has flying. If no creature cards were revealed this way, return Haunting Imitation to its owner's hand. Also, that's nice. If you whiff, you get it back and try again. <laughs> yep. That's pretty cool. Um, so you make a one, one copy of it, but hopefully you hit some big bomb off the top of somebody's deck. Oh yeah, for sure. Or something that has, again, like ETBs or static, static effects or anything like that. Uh, next is a cult epiphany X and a blue instant to draw X cards, then discard X cards, create a one, one white spirit creature token with flying for each card type among cards discarded this way. Okay, that's interesting. So you can create a bunch of creatures, uh, and then, yeah, and hopefully yes. find some answers. <laughs> so you loot a bunch of cards, basically. But you're going to want to discard, like, you know, a sorcery, a creature, and a, a, a creature, land, a land, land, just to get a bunch of tokens. Yeah, so that, that's, that seems nice. Um, nice quick card draw. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Spectral Anarchist. It is three blue for a 3-2 Spirit Wizard creature with flying. When Spectral Anarchist enters the battlefield, you may cast an instant or a sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to the number of spirits you control from a graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that spell would be put into a graveyard, exile it instead. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that seems pretty good to me. Um, as long as you have a, a board, basically. Yeah, only downside is it doesn't have flash, but otherwise yeah, it's like a would, spirit, it's like a spirit flash, ca- a snapcaster. Yeah, it would be damn close otherwise. Uh, next is Timon, the youthful geist, which is the guy who partners with Rhoda from earlier. So four and a blue for a three, four legendary creature spirit with flying at the beginning of each combat tap up to one target creature and it's each yeah. combat so your opponent's combats as well so uh basically you want to have both of these cards in that deck because they work ex- they synergize so well together because <laughs> you yep. untap your shit and then tap down their shit like what more do you want right especially in blue white that's kind of the point <laughs> Um, next up, we have Imperious Mindbreaker. It is one blue blue for a one four human wizard uh, creature with soulbound. Um, as long as Imperious Mindbreaker is paired with another creature, each of those creatures has. Whenever this creature attacks, each opponent mills cards equal to its toughness. So this is good for milling. Yeah, so it gets good for milling, and this will mill four cards, and whatever you pair it with will mill more. Uh, next, we have a bunch of reprints, so I'm just going to read the names and skip down to the card that's not a reprint here. So we got Arcane Denial, Distant Melody, Flood of Tears, Ghostly Pilfer, Imprisoned of the Moon, Kami the Crescent Moon, Midnight Clock, uh, Rattle Chains, Reconnaissance Mission, Shacklegeist, and Spectral Sailor were all reprinted. Uh, then we have Supreme Phantom, which is one in a blue for a 1-3 creature spirit with flying. Other spirits you control get plus one, plus one. 
And finally, uh, we have Verity Circle, which is two blue for an enchantment. That's whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped. If it isn't being declared as an attacker, you may draw a card. It also has pay four blue, tap target creature without flying. Um, that's okay, I guess. So what do you think of the white-blue spirit commander deck cards? Uh, I think uh, they synergize real well together, and there's some real nice cards in here. Um, obviously, Mirror Entity is a great card to have in here. Um, Swords is a fantastic card. I mean, there's, there's, there's some cards that you maybe want to take out because there's better ones, like, for example, that six-cost board wipe, whatever that one was. Uh, Storm of Souls, yeah. that one's like okay, I guess, but, you know, Day of Judgment's just as good. It costs four. <laughs> um, I do like that Verity Circle. Um, if you could play, like, you could build a deck with that and the, the other guy that taps each combat, and the white guy that is his partner that gets stuff... What is it that he gets? He gets... Where's the white guy? Uh, you get plus one plus one counter on him, so he gets bigger whenever an opponent's stuff gets tapped. Uh, so you oh, could try right, and build like yeah. just a tap people's stuff down tribal deck. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some um, there's definitely some uh, uh, tapping potential, like you know, kind kind of like a death and taxes almost uh, approach to a deck playing in these cards. All right, so now we're going to move on to the next deck, which is the Black Red Vampires. So we're we'll start with the black. Uh, first one is Timothar, Baron of Bats, four black black for a four four vampire noble, legendary creature, uh, with board discard a card. So if your opponent targets it, they have to discard a card, or else it's countered. And then whenever another non-token vampire you control dies, you may pay one and exile it. If you do. Create a 1-1 one, one black bat creature token with flying. It gains when this creature deals combat damage to a player, sacrifice it, and return the exiled card to the battlefield tapped. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so, that's really freaking good in a vampire deck. Uh, I'd say so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, any of my vampires die, I pay one. And create a one-one, and then if I can hit them with that, then I get that get card back that died. Yeah, that seems awesome. <laughs> uh, and he also is like uh, basically hard to to get rid of too. They well, have to have the, a hand, you, basically. Yeah, you have to discard a card just to target them. So they're two for wanting themselves just to kill it. Yeah, and if like you're playing like a discard deck, for example, then they can't. They literally can't target them. They have no cards. So yeah, seems seems good. Uh, next, we have Crossway Troublemakers. Uh, it is five black for a five-five creature vampire. Attacking vampires you control have death touch and lifelink. When a vampire you control dies, you may pay two life. If you do, draw a card. Um, again, with the death touch and lifelink, that's pretty nice. Well, yeah, the best part is that whenever your vampires die, you can pay two life to draw, and the fact that yeah. when you're attacking, you're going to be gaining life off them all because of the lifelink. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, oh, gain life, draw cards. Gain life, draw cards. As everyone knows, in, in black, life is a resource. <laughs> yep. And drawing cards is great. Uh, next, we got Glass Cast Heart, two and a black for an artifact. With whenever one or more vampires you you control attack, create a blood token. So if you attack with a vampire, you get a blood token. That has pay a black and tap 
payoff create a 1-1 white and black vampire creature token with lifelink. So that's really good. And then pay two in a black or two blacks, tap it, sacrifice it, and 13 blood tokens. Each opponent loses 13 life and you gain 13 life. And they had to fit that in here somewhere, didn't they? <laughs> so, so the last part's just gravy, probably rarely be used. Yeah. But the fact that you can get blood tokens just by attacking, and you can every single turn make a 1-1 one, one with lifelink, is pretty good. That definitely seems good to me. Um, yeah. Just a constant constant uh, 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 mach- uh, um, engine for creature creation so which then they can be used for like you know sacrificial stuff which black loves to do stuff like that so uh, lots of value there with that card uh next up we have camber the plunderer uh three black for a three four legendary vampire rogue creature uh he partners with loreen the diversion uh has lifelink Whenever a creature dies, you gain one life and create a blood token. So you're going to get a blood token and a creature every time, or a blood token and a life every time something dies. Yep. That's pretty good. This, again, pairs with the other, there's at least a couple other cards that did this and that we already looked at, so lots of synergy. Um, next is Olivia's Wrath, four and a black. For each non-vampire creature, gets minus X, minus X, or X number of vampires you control. So one-sided board wipe. Yeah, that's a like a deck. that's a better plague wind if you have a big enough board. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Predator's Hour, which is one black for a sorcery that says until end of turn, creatures you control gain menace, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of that player's library face down. You may look at and play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. Yeah, so this is only one in a black, and That's cheap. you can give all your creatures menace. So you can either use this as just all oh, my creatures gain menace. I'm going to swing in for the win, or you use this give a menace and try and hit for combat damage to people, and then you're going to be able to play the top card of their deck. Yeah. And you, and that's and that's each of your creatures too. So that's that. I mean, it's only till end of turn, so it's a one turn thing. But that there's a shit ton of value in a two cost. Right. Card. And if you have if you have a lot of vampire tokens out and you're swinging with menace, a lot of them are gonna get through. You're gonna look at a bunch of cards and get to play the best ones. Yeah, obviously. This is very good card for one in a black. This if you play a black deck, this could go in any black deck. This could be a win con, honestly. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, next, we got Shadow Grange Archfield, which is six and a black for an eight-four demon. With when it enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control, and then you gain life equal to the greatest power among creatures sacrificed this way. And then it has madness for two and a black and pay eight life. Uh, so if you're able to cheat this out with that madness cost, that is insane. <laughs> yeah, if you can madness this out and have an 8-4 that kills each of their things and you gain some life, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and that basically, like, in a in a, a good scenario, that can counteract that 8 life you have to pay. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that is a very... Even for 7, that's not bad, for sure. Uh, next up, uh, we have Doom Weaver, which is 4 black black for a 1-8... 
creature or a one eight spider horde creature with reach and soulbound. As long as Doomweaver is paired with another creature, each of those creatures has, when this creature dies, draw cards equal to its power. So you're drawing a lot of cards just from this one alone. Well, this one's going to draw you one because it's a one eight. Or, oh, sorry, power. I was thinking. I was yeah, thinking I wish it was toughness. It'd be so good. <laughs> My but, bad. <laughs> I mean, I could put this in like Kakusho, pair it with Kakusho, sack the Kakusho, draw five cards, play something else, repair it. Yeah. And as long as you just have this stick on the field as a block, and then just keep sacking something else and drawing. Man, cards. he's got a, he's got a big, 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 big butt. So uh, yep. he'll be he'll be blocking lots of stuff for you, which is and, um, and reach too. Yeah, then we got a reprint of Ancient Craving, Anawan, Blood Artist, Bloodline Necromancer. Um, I don't know if this is a reprint, so I'm going to read it. It's Blood Lord of Vasgoth, three black black for a three three vampire with blood first three. Which means if an opponent was dealt damage, just turn it enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. It has flying, and whenever you cast a vampire creature spell, it gains blood thirst three. It seems really good. Yeah, that seems uh, pretty nice to me. Um, definitely. So basically, you do damage to someone, and then everything you play comes in with three one one counters. Yeah, and then it spreads. <laughs> it spreads to the rest of your board. Uh, let's see. Is Blood Tracker a reprint? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'll read that. Uh, so next up, we have Blood Tracker, uh, which is three black for a two-two vampire wizard creature with flying. Uh, it also has pay a black and pay two life. Put a plus one plus one counter on Blood Tracker. When Blood Tracker leaves the battlefield, draw a card uh, for each plus one plus one counter on it. So Blood Tracker seems really good. Yeah, just uh, make it huge, and then if it dies, draw a crap ton of cards. <laughs> Seems good to me. Then we got a reprint of Butcher Malakir and a reprint of Cordial Vampire. Uh, but Champion of the Dusk is here. Three black black for a 4-4 four, four Vampire Knight. When it enters the battlefield, you draw X and lose X, or X the number of vampires you control. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's that could be a lot of cards. <laughs> Um, obviously, you know, the life loss in black isn't a big deal because life is a resource. Uh, yeah, nice way to draw some cards. Uh, let's see. Next we have Damnable Pact. It is X black black for a sorcery that says target player draws X cards and loses X life. Yeah. Um, so draw X, lose X. It's okay. Cards. Yeah, you, could, you could literally kill somebody with this if they're low enough. <laughs> Yeah, you could kill somebody with that. Usually, you're probably going to play on yourself, draw some cards. So. Yeah, usually you'll, you'll be doing it. Uh, then we got reprints of Dark Imposter, Feed the Swarm, Malkir Bloodrich, Necropolis Regent, Nirkana Revenant is a very notable reprint. I think that was like a oh, $5 yes. to $15 card before this That is reprint. a good card. <laughs> uh, Patron of the Vein, Sanctum Seeker. And then I think Stormkirk Condemn is new. So this is black, black for a 2 2 discarded card. Vampires you control get puzzle plus one to end of turn. Activate only once each turn. Um, yeah. Uh, so just discard everything and make everything huge. Why not? Uh, only, oh, it's only once per turn. So that's okay. That's fair. Um, still, that's not bad. Well, Especially it's a. It's if- a- it's an outlet for that madness card. Yeah, exactly. If you have some with madness in hand, like that eight four, uh, that seems good to me. <laughs> you buff everything and you cheat out a huge creature. So why not? 
Uh, and then uh, in, uh, wrapping up Black here, we have reprints of Underworld Connections, Urge to Feed, and of course the classic Vampire Nighthawk. Now we're moving into red here. All right. So uh, in our red section, we have Arterial Alchemy. It is uh, two red for an enchantment that uh, says when Arterial Alchemy enters the battlefield, create a blood token for each opponent you have. Uh, it also has blood tokens you control or equipment in addition to their other types and have equipped creature gets plus two plus oh and equipped two. Yeah, so it turns all your blood tokens into equipment. That, uh, if you have a shit ton, could be good. And you could have a lot be. of mana. Yeah, I mean, worst case, it's three for a couple blood tokens. Yeah, not bad. Uh, next, we got Imposing Grandeur, four and a red for a sorcery that each player may discard their hand. So they may, they don't have to. And then draw cards equal to the greatest mana value of a commander they own on the battlefield or in the command zone. Huh, okay. So if you have a really high cost commander, say it costs seven, you can pay five, discard your hand, draw seven cards. <laughs> or if bad. you gain control of someone's commander that cost a boat ton. He could do it then too. <laughs> um, Interesting card for sure. Uh, I like that it's like a. Oh wait, I guess it does say own, so it's always just gonna be your commander. Yeah, so like, you can't steal one and do it. Yeah. So like in my wrist stick, I would obviously never do this because I'm not gonna discard my whole hand for one. Yeah, card. for one card, unless you have no cards <laughs> in your hand. Yeah, unless I literally have nothing. Um. Next up, we have Laureen the Diversion. Uh, it is two red for a three-three human rogue legendary creature. Uh, it partners with Camber, uh, the plunderer. Uh, so uh, they have first strike and then pay two, sacrifice an artifact or creature, go target creature, which that means until your next turn, that creature attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than you if able. Yeah, so the other one's going to be making the blood tokens, and this one's going to sacrifice them to force the opponent's creatures to attack. Yep, so uh, that's pretty nice. And the, the blood tokens are artifacts, so they count to that. Yep. Uh, next, we got the Markov Enforcer, four red red for a 6-6 six, six vampire soldier. When Markov Enforcer or another vampire enters the battlefield in your control, Markov Enforcer fights up to one target creature and opponent controls. Whenever a creature dealt damage by a Markov Enforcer this turn dies, create a blood token. It's a 6-6. Six, six. So, uh, more blood token creation. <laughs> yeah, but it's also a fight spell for, fight red, for vampires, so you can keep fighting things every time you play a vampire. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Keep killing stuff. Just kill, just kill everything. <laughs> uh, next, we have Midnight Arsonist. It is three red for a 3-2 vampire creature that has, when Midnight Arsonist enters the battlefield, destroy up to X target artifacts without mana abilities, where X is the number of vampires you control. So, Shatterstorm yeah. and a creature. <laughs> yeah, except for you can't blow up mana rocks. Right. Which, but it's still good. You can get rid of the problematic downside. artifacts. It's still good to get rid of, you know, some kind of thing that's helping them a lot or something. Um, next, we got Scion of Opulence, two and a red for a 3-1 Vampire Noble. 
Uh, when Scion of Opalence or another non-token vampire creature you control dies, you make a treasure token. Then you has pay a red, sacrifice two artifacts, exile the top card of your library. You may play that this turn. So again, if you got a shit ton of blood tokens laying around, um, that is something you can do multiple times. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, and it itself makes treasure tokens that you can sack for that instead of mana too. Yep, yep. That's that. That seems very good. Uh, next we have Mirage Phalanx, or uh, sorry, Mirage Phalanx. Uh, it is four red, red for a four, four human soldier creature with soul bound. Uh, as long as Mirage Phalanx is paired with another creature, each of those creatures has at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token. That's a copy of this creature, except it has haste and loses soul bound. Exile it at the end of combat. So you make more four fours, or whatever you're paired with, or yeah, or whatever yeah. So if you have like a big beefy creature or something to pair it with, that, or maybe a good status, stat, you know, static effect or something like that. Uh, then we got Angie's Ravager, which is two and a red for a three three vampire berserker that attacks each combat of able, and when it attacks, you discard your whole hand and then draw three cards, and then it has a madness cost of one in a red so if you discard it you could play it for one in a red so um uh good if you don't have any cards left i guess <laughs> or if you have something with madness in your hand mm-hmm. um uh next we have uh i believe these are some reprints uh Avison's judgment that's definitely a reprint uh blasphemous axe i believe is a reprint as well yep bloodsword uh, steward steward is a steward. reprint Crimson Honor Guard. Is that a reprint? Yep. yep. Um, Falcon Gorger. That's a reprint. Mob, mob Roll. Definitely a reprint. Uh, Molten Echoes. Is that one too? I think that's new. Okay. I, I will read that one then. Uh, and then we have Molten Echoes, which is two red red for an enchantment. As Molten Echoes enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a non-creature token of the chosen type enters the battlefield under your control, create a token that's a copy of that creature. That token gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next step. So, or, or, sorry, of the next end step, my bad. Uh, so so it's choose- basically Heat Shimmer and Enchantment is what I'm saying. Yeah, so you choose a vampire and all your vampires are going to have copies for a turn. Yeah, this, that's pretty damn good. Uh, the next we got Stromkirk Occultist, two and a red for a three-two vampire horror with trample. Uh, when it deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card until end of turn, and then it has madness for one and a red. All right, uh, and then we reprinted Vandal Blast. So, what do you think of the red uh, black deck? Um, I, I like the, the, there's a lot of opportunities to like cheat stuff in and, uh, seeing a lot more value with the blood tokens here. Yeah. So now we got a couple. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Beforehand, like Corey and I were kind of like, you know, I don't really don't see the point of blood tokens. It just seemed kind of eh, whatever, but this deck makes them way, way better, which is good to see. Uh, now we got a couple of green cards, which I believe are just cards you can only get in the set boosters. Yeah, so they don't really fit in anything else. <laughs> yeah, because they're not in the decks. I know that. 
Uh, so the first one we got is Hollowed Hinge Overlord, which is four green green for a star star wolf with flash. It is the beginning of your upkeep for each creature you control that's a wolf or werewolf. Create a two two green wolf creature token. Uh, it's a it's a four four actually not not a star star. Oh yeah, four four. I don't know why I thought it was a star star. <laughs> My eyes are seeing like, things. Yeah, your eyes are going bad. Um, again, a, another fantastic uh, uh, tribal wolf creature here. And yeah, it just grows your board. That's that's nice to see. Uh, and then the other green card we have is Thundering Nightmare, or sorry, Thundering Mightmare, uh, which is four green for a 3-3 horse spirit creature with Soulbound. As long as Thundering Mightmare is paired with another creature, each of those creatures has whenever an opponent casts a spell, but a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. So your stuff grows. That's no, good to see. not bad. Uh, now we're going to the multicolored cards in the commander decks, and I believe there's one card in here that is not in the decks, that is only in the set boosters. Um, and so that one off card, when we get to it, we'll say that. So the first card here, we got uh, Millicent Restless Revenant. It's five white blue for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature spirit soldier. I believe this is the front of the commander deck for the spirits commander. Uh, this spell costs one less to cast for each spirit you control. has flying, and whenever it or another non-token spirit you control dies or deals combat damage to a player, create a 1-1 spirit creature token with flying. All right, that's nice. So, yeah, so it, 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 you, you can theoretically have those only cast two if you have a big enough board. Yeah, it even will hit the commander tax because so, it costs yep. less. So you can right. literally always play for two if you have a big enough board. That's awesome. And he is the front of the spirits deck. Uh, next up, we have Strephon Mar Progenitor, or yeah, Progenitor, uh, which is two black-red for a 3-2 legendary vampire noble creature with flying. At the beginning of your end step, create a blood token for each player who lost life this turn. Whenever Strephon uh, attacks, you may sacrifice two blood tokens. If you do, you may put a vampire card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. So I'm guessing this is the front of the red-black vampire deck? Yes, this is the front of the red-black vampire deck. And notice that you would think it would say you sack the creature end of turn, but you don't. It just gains indestructible. For yeah. that one turn, and then and then it stays the in play. <laughs> yeah, seems good to me. So cheating in vampires, and a very not high cost uh, commander. No, it's pretty good, and you make blood tokens every turn. Yeah, so more blood tokens to for for your disposal. Uh, next, we got disorder in the court, which is X white blue for an instant that exiles X creatures, then investigate X times. Then return the exiled cards to the battlefield tapped under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So it's a flicker card, but you flicker X creatures and make clue tokens as well. So that's some nice, uh, nice uh, um, value for sure. Yeah, you could play that in your Brago deck, flicker your whole board, and then make a bunch of clues. Yeah, and clues are good. I mean, that's you get to look draw draw stuff. Drawing's always good. 
and I get to do all my TVs <laughs> for for like four or something. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Sinister Waltz. It is three black red for a sorcery. Choose three target creature cards in your graveyard. Return two of them at random to the battlefield and put the other on the bottom of the library. Yeah, so this is good, but the downside is you have to have three creatures in your graveyard to cast it. Right, so you definitely have a... Um, uh, uh, what's the word? You have uh, parameters that you have to meet for this to work. But you get two of them back. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, next is the card that is in the set booster only. Uh, it's a commander card. It's three blue and a black for a 1-1 one, one legendary creature nightmare horror. Uh, Umbris Fear of Manifest. Gets plus one plus one for each card your opponents own in exile, and then whenever Umbris or another nightmare or horror enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent exiles cards from the top of the library until they exile a land card. So okay. this is a very, very good mill commander um, yeah. or nightmare horror tribal that will also mill them. You'll probably, and uh, this thing can get huge fast. Oh, for sure. For each card your opponent's on an exile. Oh, yeah. This is... Yeah, if you have a deck built around that, this can get massive. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, like, you could play, like, Consuming Aberration with this, and that which is a horror, which is going to trigger this, and then whenever you cast a spell, they're going to mill a bunch of cards, and then you just play, like, um, Tormod's Crypt or something and exile their graveyard, and then this gets huge. Yeah. And, and it's all opponents too it's not like a single one so right so he's gonna get gonna get really huge (laughs) uh next up we have uh dovin grand arbiter who is a planeswalker legendary uh legendary planeswalker uh named dovin uh with three he comes into play with three uh loyalty counters uh, his first ability is a plus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin Grand Arbiter. Uh, his second ability is minus one. Create a one-one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. You gain one life. And then his ultimate is minus seven. Look at the top ten cards of your library. Put three of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You know, so Dovin's Dovin. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, then we got reprints of Drog Skull Captain, Geist of St. Traff, Rakdos Charm, Stromkirk Captain, Vampiric Dragon. Lovely. Uh, uh, Vampire's Dragon fun. is kind of hilarious old card that got reprinted from like yeah. Odyssey, and I'm like, really? I mean, yeah, he's a vampire, but like he's not that good. Yeah, he costs eight for a five-five. Why? <laughs> With flying, and whenever a creature dealt damage, when dies, you put a one counter on it, and then you can deal damage. With I, mean, team. I mean, if I you cheat them in with the commander, then it's just a 5-5 five, five flyer. That makes it a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have to pay 8 for it. Uh, and it's funny, we were talking about Geist of St. Traft earlier, and here he is. <laughs> yeah, he's in the commander deck. He is, he is in the set, which makes perfect sense, because uh, there's a little like, another card that does similar things. So uh, Then we got all of the key mana rocks for artifacts reprinted. We got Arcane Signet, the Lock Hit... The Signet, the Diamond, the Commander Sphere, uh, Sol Ring, Swiftfoot Boots, Unstable Obelisk, all very good mana rocks. 
Yeah, pretty much your your basic. You got your signet. You got your your rocks. Yeah, it's pretty much everything you want. In the, um, artifact wise on the commander deck. Yeah, the lands you got the command tower, the exotic orchard, the bounce lands, the path of ancestry, the filter lands. Um, and then the less you control, two or more basics are in, and the scry land and temple of the false god. Yeah. Which obviously temple, I would probably switch off for something better. If you're um, building this, um, maybe for like temple a of the false god. Tower. You mean? Yes, temple of the false god. Temple mouse is all right. Yeah, temple. Yeah, the the, the temple cards are fine. Those are the scry lands. Um, temple of the false god, however, is um, it's easy to draw it before it's active and that just sucks <laughs> i have had games in the past where I've, I've been stuck with it with only four lands and then you cry <laughs> so uh what do you think about the cards in the commander decks you think you're gonna pick any of these up um the uh the the spirits one seems really fun i i really like uh the synergy and stuff that's involved with that yeah, um, I have. We have a vampire deck. Uh, my fiance does, so we're gonna get the vampire one for sure, um, so that we can get all the new vampires and you know have extras of the awesome old ones. Um, the blue white one does seem good for you because it can work with. You can have a spirit deck, or you can take the, some of the cards out that will work with your uh, blue white deck you already have. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. It synergizes well with what I have. Um. Yeah, and and uh, lots of great um, reprints as well. So if you uh, never got some of those old cards, this is great to pick some of those up. Yeah, and uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it comes out on Friday the 19th. Um, pre-order the set if you wish to. If you, it's before that, otherwise you'd have it's already out. You can go get it. Yeah, if it's next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks a bunch. Have a great night.